Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me bezzy mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. <laughs> See you wearing black, Sarah. It's a sad, sad day. It's a sad, sad day. It is. It's the day oh. of the statey feud. Statty feuds. Statty feud. Oh, is that what it is? I've I've only seen it written down, so I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> Have you watched any of the proceedings? Well, we put on the beginning. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw Megan, I mean, it's obvious that she killed her. Yeah. Megan <laughs> killed her. <laughs> she was overcome with Diana's spirit. Yeah. She was vengeance. She, honestly, she throttled her. I saw. You saw it happen? Mm-hmm. And I've tried to tell everyone. It has gone viral, that clip, but I think it's viral on, like, porn sites. <laughs> uh, but I mean, in a word, no. I watched the very first bit with the weird choir boys singing and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I put it on at about nine and then thought no. Came back to it at 11. Again, thought no. Mm. Came back to it at four. It's still going on. It's still going on. I, the funeral. So the funeral was only about an hour, but the whole thing, the marching, the bagpipes, the singing, they're just going up and down places. Wow. Really long, 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 long. And having been to my fair share of funerals, the (laughs) best part of the funeral is undoubtedly the bit when you get to leave and get hammered. Uh And And they just, they've not been able to do that. I tell you what, Megan was hammered. And I saw she was absolutely hammered at the start of that funeral. <laughs> she was, did you see someone had tweeted being like, that's a smirk? She's literally just standing <laughs> in a line like this. They're like, look at her smirking. <laughs> was pissing myself the other day. I know it's 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 old news, but for some reason. Do you remember, do you remember when BuzzFeed was a really big thing? Yeah, I used to do a BuzzFeed quiz a day. Yeah, look. Anyway, BuzzFeed did a listicle about I've just had a work message through on TV. Uh, sorry, do Ugh. they not know that it's the statue phones? I know I'm just gonna quit that application. Um yeah BuzzFeed did a comprehensive list of Daily Mail headlines for Kate and comparing them to Megan and some of them are so funny. Let us I'll just actually find them. BuzzFeed are such allies, aren't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, take this quiz and find out how woke you are. Yeah. And mine's always super woke. Mine is read a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually from years ago. I don't know why it popped up on my thing. <laughs> so there's one about avocados. So, oh, Kate, yeah. Kate's morning sickness cure. Prince William gifted with an avocado for pregnant duchess. And then for Megan. <laughs> Meghan Markle's beloved avocado linked to human rights abuse and drought. <laughs> Millennial shame. <laughs> and then this, this is my favourite. 
it's from pictures from the wedding where they've got the oh the, yeah and I think they maybe had the same flowers yeah lily of the valley I think mm-hmm. so Kate's is why you can always say it with flowers and it's a picture of Kate with our little flowers <laughs> and then Megan's is royal wedding how Meghan Markle's flowers may have put Princess Charlotte's life at risk <laughs> and it's a picture of Princess Charlotte holding these lily of the valley I presume if Princess Charlotte ate the whole bouquet she might get a bit ill <laughs> oh god I do love it poor Meghan um yeah poor Meghan but I mean she's secretly laughing because she's the fittest of the lot and that's all that matters oh fit She's the eldest of that, what do they call them? The Fab Four. The Fab Four, is that what they call them? Yeah, I saw it on some article. I said that and I waited for the reaction because <laughs> I knew that you wouldn't. I saw it in some article. It's like the Fab Four layer wreath. Um, God. And she's the eldest and looks about 40 years younger than the rest of them. Yeah. Anyway. She, she looks 22. Let's not talk about that anymore because I'm sure, I know that our coverage is is necessary and vital, but I do think that it's been it's been covered. I tell you what though, 1981 is the year. <laughs> There's so many class people who were born in 1981. And I and just looked else? and I thought, I wonder if she is, and she fucking is. It's it's the year. I think it's the first year of millennials was 1981. So we've oh. got Serena Williams, <laughs> Beyonce, oh my God. Britney Spears, Meghan Markle, others. Great year. Sorry. Britney Spears is the same age as Beyonce, Meghan Markle, and who else did you say? Serena. Mm. That goes to that whole infantilization of her really has worked because in my mind, she's 18. Yeah, yeah. No, she's 41, I think. Anyway, Saris, so I looked at you on Find My Friends the other day and you were in like the Isle of fucking Highlands and Islands. What was yes. that about? So on Saturday morning, got a train to Glasgow, then got another train to Boot, part of Argyll and Boot. <laughs> like B-O-T? B-U-T-E. Oh. And then I got a ferry to Weymouth Bay, Weymouth Bay, and then I cycled to the other side of the island, so I did all of that with my bike, and then I camped on the beach. <laughs> On your own? <laughs> Did you have a bit of a breakdown? <laughs> Are you okay? Was it about no, the Queen? God, no, it was about the Queen. I just needed to get away from it all. Um, <laughs> no, I went with, well, with my friend and then met all of his friends um, who I met for the first time on Saturday. And then on Saturday night, I thought I was making a really good impression. Everything was going well. Um, I misread. I miss, 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 misread the situation. So we'd been for a swim in the sea, swam with seals, very wholesome, very sea world. And then I was like, right, well, now it's get piss time, surely. Um, so when I thought everyone else was drinking beer, I drank a box of wine. Oh, no, three bottles. Yep. <laughs> At one point I went, where's the wine? Someone went, it's finished. It's, it's in your belly. <laughs> they'd, put, they'd put the box on the fire, I think, so that I wouldn't, I'd just stop squeezing the empty bag. Um, <laughs> oh, and I no. went to bed. 
at about 10 p.m <laughs> woke Just up Wednesday night. he was like ah, what a lovely wonderful night came out and everyone was like oh how are you feeling mm. what do you mean what do you mean by that so, like, so pass ag. yeah but one of them did actually say to me you were white girl wasted met, oh, i'd no. met at less than 12 hours previously i was like that is excellent <laughs> by that point 24 hours um, so yeah, don't think I'll ever see them again, but it's fine because it was on a, an island off the coast of Scotland. Like that's where yeah. they exist now in my mind, and I'll never ever see them again. Oh, lovely! Um, it was really nice. Then we got back. I ordered. Well, we ordered a takeaway. I ordered the wrong thing, so I had one mouthful, and then was like, I don't want it. Meal sick. And like the, like the sushi all over again. Yeah, literally, <laughs> and it was seafood as well. Um, <laughs> And then today I've read, 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 read. And I've only just about eight minutes ago finished this book. Uh, and I feel like I've been hit by a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to it. Not we'll get to it. a freight train. A freight train. Yeah, a freight train. <laughs> Who well, corrected you, you on that? You? you did. I did. I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but only after the podcast had ended. Well, it I was like, by the way, during that, you said... <laughs> Freight train and it's freight train. I was like, why couldn't you just fucking correct me at the time? <laughs> oh god. Well, if it helps, I had a similar experience on Saturday. So how oh, did you? Did you go to Glasgow, then boot, and then Wayne's Bay, and then cycled? I, I, I saw you, but you were you were just having so much fun dancing naked in. around the fire, so I didn't I didn't approach you. Uh, no, so we went out with Anthony. I mean, out is a bit of a stretch, but. Uh, went over to his for some some snackies and some cockies mm-hmm. and we had a cocky before and we're going you know how I'm like a early start early finish kind of guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we started we had our first cocky at half three and then we had some yeah, more cockies and then went into what kind of cockies we talking the, the first one was what was the first drink you made on Saturday pomegranate oh no the one in here Vodka and pomegranate and lime or some shit. That's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then we had an elderflower spritz. No, not elderflower. Fucking limoncello. And then we had a French martini. Then we had another French martini. Then Michael made a fucking roadie that was just pure vodka. And this is at oh, you like half five. Easter and gala. Yeah. <laughs> but then what happened was we got into town and... um we usually just do this thing where we just do rounds, but the rounds are a bottle of wine each. So we got through the three bottles of wine and then I was paralytic. Like I couldn't, I couldn't really see. And I thought, Oh no, I might have to go home. And it was, I'd say about 7 PM. So then I thought I'm just going to have to try and ride this out. So I didn't have a drink for the rest of the night because I was like, really really trying to not ruin the night wow you know what anthony's like he can go for days on end and i just yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. just such an embarrassment to him so finally did you hours, water trick not work i did some water did my water trick it did work this is the thing it did work so i went to mm-hmm. friendly society the great thing was all i bought was a bottle of wine all night so i was just like dancing and feeling good and i thought right i'm finally at the point now where i can probably have another drink and then i turned around and michael could barely stand up so i had to go home <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love about that, Paul, is that <clears throat> even 500 miles and a sea away, our bodies are so separate, but our souls are exactly the same. Intertwined. Intertwined. You can find us on a Saturday night anywhere, anywhere on this godforsaken planet, at least a bottle of wine deep. Was Hello. it a Pinot Gris? Yeah. 
yeah it was yep. multiple pinot jays uh and then yeah it was 10 p.m 10 p.m but then Stunning. half three or ten perfect time for me yeah you've done well there yeah and then you went, outlasted me yeah went to the did the pub quiz yesterday to celebrate the they did a minute silence in the pub quiz i had to leave it's it was so, so embarrassing i did, i was like but it was it was a young it was Coburn Arms went rusty bike and Coburn oh, Arms like old times. Oh, yeah, it was lovely with Izzy and Charlie. I'm um, really annoyed about that. I know, but <laughs> it wasn't. It was quite a young crowd. They didn't feel particularly royalist. And he announced mm-hmm. at the beginning, "We're going to be doing a minute silence at eight. And I think everyone was a bit like, "Oh, really?" So when it got just to eight, I went outside. Yeah, fair enough. Not, not in protest. I just thought it was going to be really awkward. At the theatre that I work at um, during, they've been doing a minute science every day, can you believe? Just before the start of every show and the first shift that I worked when this was a thing, um, a huge fight broke out in the foyer, ended with a security guard in hospital on the eve of his 71st birthday oh. with eight staples in his head. So, Oh my God, is that the one that you really like? I mean, I don't dislike him, but it's not the one that I really like. <laughs> What's he doing? 71 working? Cost of living? When I tell you these security guards are, they're, they're the risk. They are the risk. Oh, yeah. Really? It's like what people, it's like people are like, I'm going to retire and then get into security. <laughs> Do you know what I, how I want to spend my golden years? Fighting. <laughs> Don't blame them. A lifetime of rage. Yeah. Oh, bloody uh, hell. Yeah. I hope he's all right. So yeah, that's how much we respect the minute silence. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Right, Sazzy Wazzy, do you want to tell about mm. the book and the drink? Absolutely, Paul. So this week we read Nightcrawling by Layla Motley. And it's a debut. Um, it was also long listed for the Booker, the youngest ever listed Booker. She's 20, isn't she? Uh-huh. And she was yeah just turned 20 when the book came out so she was 19 when all this was going when on she was writing it perhaps yeah Me- mega Jealous. and the story follows Chiara who is a 17 year old and turns 18 in the book and she lives with her older brother Marcus um, because her dad is dead and her mum is in a halfway house and they have absolutely no money whatsoever she's desperately trying to find herself a job marcus refuses to get a job because he thinks he's going to be um the next best rapper so he spends all of his days in a studio recording an album which from the get-go is we're told by uh, kiara that it's just going to be a load of shit because he he can't rap um (laughs) so she's left to try and fend for herself for Marcus to an extent and for the little boy who lives next door whose mother has also deserted him Trevor um and eventually she takes unwillingly and unconsensual non-consensually to the streets and for those of you that don't know what I mean by say take to the streets she has to start sleeping with men for money um and when I say that it's not she it literally happens to her so she's at this bar trying to get a job she knows one of the people that works at the bar they serve her loads of drinks so she's really drunk she leaves and then this guy follows her out I'm gonna say rapes her because there wasn't really any consent given 
Um, and she's a child. She's, she's a child. She's 17. So, yeah, statutory rape at least. And, yeah, no consent. And she has never had sex before either. And it's just a little bit like, oh, what the fuck is happening? And then he turns and as he leaves, he hands her loads of cash. And she's like, oh, fuck. Well, this is an option. Um, And then that's pretty, would you say that's a synopsis? And then it's just yeah. about her trying to navigate this life. Yeah, I'd say the other the important part is that she gets involved with policemen. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big, huge, important, probably the biggest part of the plot. <laughs> um, yeah, and then one night, she's, again, This that incident was 100% rape, the one with the metal man she nicknames him in mm. the alleyway, and the police show up, and she gets put in the back of a cop car and she thinks all right well i'm gonna be arrested now and this is it um but instead of taking her to jail they just then use her as their designated um well i'm not i guess sex worker but it's it's just so heavily steeped in she's just trafficked really isn't she she's totally trafficked yeah um so then she gets yeah and then what happens is this whole because it's based on a real story did you read the author's note yeah it was based on a headline that came out of Oakland where she's from and she sort of invented the story around that didn't she yeah 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 which the same thing happened this undercover well this this sort of police circle who had been trafficking young girls um was uncovered and so Layla Motley said that, that when that story came out in 2015, she couldn't stop thinking about the girls and like the victims of these crimes and wanted to write a story that actually centered one of them instead of the perpetrators. Um, yeah. And to wash it down with, because the only link was that uh, when I was in New York a few years ago, I watched um, Nightcrawler at the cinema very different tale um and the most american drink we could think of last week was root beer so we've got a vodka root beer yes yeah. and what do you think of uh, it i mean i love root beer i really like like dandelion and burdock root beer like that kind of medicinal soda so i'm yeah i'm having a great time with it it it's was good. the last one in the shop because there was only one shop open today it's the last one in there and it did have mold on the can but, uh, <laughs> so it's real rooty if you know what I mean <laughs> oh delicious mm. uh, yeah I, they remind me of when I worked at Ed Steiner a root beer yeah because I used to, have to make root beer floats and stuff mm-hmm. I do quite like it I didn't yeah. used to like dandelion and burdock when I was younger but I think I probably do now because yeah, nice. I'm mature it's now nice. yeah, yeah 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 you like bloody marys martinis dandelion and burdock it was actually a martini that pushed Michael over the edge because we're in <laughs> friendly society and mm-hmm. we'd met these two people and he bought a round of drinks, which was gutting because I had to say no because I was still mortal. And Michael just came over with this glass. He was like, what's this? And it was just pure gin. I was like, oh, no, this oh, is not what you need right now. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so, Paul, what did you think? Of night crawling. Night crawling. <laughs> oh, Without God. End. So hard. Yeah. 
what a horrible story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean incredibly impressive she started writing it when she was 17 apparently and even I hadn't oh, wow. actually thought about it but she saw that in 2015 which would have made her 13 and she had the maturity and the presence of mind to be thinking about the victims behind this headline and write a book I've prized longest novel about it I mean what was I doing we drinking WKD and writing shit poetry um <laughs> but yeah it was it was painful a lot of it this poor well child at the beginning of this book who's just completely manipulated and has no options nobody seems to be looking out for her apart from a couple of friends who sort of come and go throughout the book and she's mothering this child that's also got an awful mother and it's really hard I mean not to give anything away but it's not all bad (laughs) isn't it just if if I don't want to give anything away maybe we can edit this out but at the very end well yeah but I'm not sure if that means what we think it means really Mm, yeah when I was reading it I was like oh I don't know if this is oh god well in which case then it might well be all bad um (laughs) but I mean beautifully written it felt like a YA but obviously the subject matter was not YA it was very very much a but obviously 17 year old character written in first person present it felt very immediate and very YA which I love Mm -hmm. but yeah just awful traumatic terrible things happen to her she just doesn't have any agency like I said the exact opposite of happy hour a novel (laughs) the exact opposite polarizing like the the not having money in the happy hour and then the really not having money yeah what do you think if there was a crossover what do they Mm. call that is it called a crossover so these two worlds collide okay yeah 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 and Issa and Gala are there Mm. how do you think that would go I think Issa and Gala would be dead in about seven minutes (laughs) (laughs) they drown in that pool yeah dog shit pool a hundred (laughs) percent um I mean I just don't know what else to say other than yeah very powerful incredible debut I'm excited to see what she does next but fucking horrendous truly truly traumatizing in that way as well that I mean because she's a child and she's still despite having been exposed to so many like the harshest of realities so harsh that most people would never experience in their lifetimes let alone in the first 17 years of their life she still does have this naivety to her Mm. and so the really brutal things that happen to her aren't aren't written about in any detail aren't really like there's, I mean, there's multiple instances of rape. There's just, ugh, loads of fucking horrible things happen to her. But all of the detail in this book is spent on colours. Like she talks so, so much in depth about like the colour of the sky and then the colour of water and the sounds that things make and, and the way that people's skin feels when she touches it. And she, there's still just this childlike naivety and it just makes it all the more brutal that she doesn't she has absolutely zero agency and it's not even that she doesn't protest that much because there are times when you're like 
no just get yourself out of this situation say no and get mm. the fuck out mm. but she doesn't do she doesn't do that she doesn't even have the words to do that half the time she doesn't even speak she doesn't even realize that that is an option for her um oh it was the first book i've read since a little life where <sighs> i was i felt physically like anxious reading it i felt really unwell almost i was like this is and and that isn't like that isn't to say that it's a, a rubbish book. It's a really good book, but it was like, and and like I say, none of the focus really was on these disgraceful things. It was just the frequency with which they were happening, and the fact that it felt like she didn't understand the severity. There's this one moment at the very end when she really realizes everything that's happened to her, and 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 it's just too fucking late. There's nothing that can be done. Nothing can be undone, and. Oh, um, yeah, I was reading it on Sunday on the beach and then I fell asleep for a few minutes. And in my dream that I had in those few minutes, someone plucked both my eyes out with their hands. So that's the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that was happening in my mind when I was reading this book. I was like, what would be worse than this? Being totally blind, <laughs> pulling your eyes out. And I like, woke up and I was like, oh, OK, back back to the book, I guess. <laughs> oh Sarah yeah was, no, yeah <laughs> you're totally right about and I guess the fact that it it did feel like a YA made mm-hmm. it even more heartbreaking because and it's all happening in real time so and she's not recognizing things as they happen and because she feels there are no options there basically are no options so it's not like she can protest and there's so many times when you want her to do something Mm-hmm. but by the time she's recognized what's actually happened it's far too late to to do anything even if there was an option at the beginning mm-hmm. and it just it makes you understand how people get into these situations and oh yeah totally this the you know the justice system is not going to do anything for them yeah. there's a horrible bit and again she doesn't realize it at the time but on her 18th birthday she gets approached by these police people these police uh officers who are investigating whatever about the trafficking or what and some her lawyer then later tells her like they waited till you were 18 to do that because Mm -hmm. otherwise they would have had a child on their hands and they did that deliberately and it's so malicious and and she's like all of all of that moment as well because they take her in for questioning and they do that kind of forced confession thing where they just hound and hound and hound Mm. them for hours so that she's in there for six hours being questioned eventually she gives she tells them exactly what they want to hear just so that she can go home yeah and then when she leaves again i mean the whole time i'm like well where's a fucking lawyer and then she notices at the very beginning that there's no recording going on. And then mm. later on, the lawyer says to her as well, like, yeah, that confession came out of you according to the records in one hour, whereas actually the time that you entered the building and left the building was six hours apart. And it's just the total injustice of it and how inescapable it is. And not even, I mean, there are elements to the injustice because there's the fact that we recognize the injustice is happening and but she also doesn't so these things are happening to her and she just doesn't even fucking realize that there's options in some of this i mean not none of them are the best but that she's being done wrong at every turn um and it reminded me a lot of young mungo in that sense 
like these this like really cruel life happening to these young people but it's there's an added element like an added layer of cruelty because they I mean I guess it could be like blissful ignorance but they don't even know there's another option she realized at one point halfway through the book that she's never actually been inside anyone else's home but her own people don't invite her into the house it's like she's got like you said a couple of really close friends but she's only ever been inside like three places in her life mm-hmm. and you just like so that there's not even the opportunity of that yeah <sighs> and through it all Kiara is such a good person she's yeah. clearly so deeply good mm-hmm. <laughs> and no matter what she does maintain that somehow it doesn't break that inner goodness that she has no matter what and it's like the world is doing everything it possibly fucking can to make her a bad person or to give her a reason not to live or and it still shines through it's just heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and the way she cares for Trevor who's the little boy that lives next door well lives with her eventually and just but again it again it's like young Munga all that she wants is love everyone she consistently gives people second chances and like oh there was this really heartbreaking part where she she didn't want to tell someone what she'd been doing because she felt that they were going to stop loving her because of it and and yeah there's just this desperation to cling on to love which she feels she gives so easily and readily to everybody but feels like can be snatched away from her because it has so many times previously every time almost yeah um and like there are yeah there are like even when she's in the very beginning pleading with her brother to get a job because they're literally about to be turfed out of the flat and he and he's just like I can't do it I can't do it and she forgives him she's just like okay like you carry on trying to be a rapper and I'll I guess I'll just go into sex work uh, well it's like if you remember oh. as well there's I mean it was quite funny the way that it was written but when he does get the job at the oh yeah this is it it's like a like a strip, a strip club, club yeah. diner type yeah uh so he he does actually get a job and he's on his very first shift and she's sitting there getting plied with drink and he's taken out some food to a customer and the customer's a bit snarky with him so he just chucks the food and fucking kicks over off them. over the customer and leaves and that's his attempt at having a job and just like oh for fuck's sake and he doesn't realize because then obviously she's really worried about getting judged for the fact that she's had to go into sex work but it's his fucking fault <laughs> because yeah. he you know lost his job on the first day but then again he's a victim in his own way and oh Kiara and isn't it just as well that that complete fear this is my biggest fear as a child and I don't know why because I had a very loving childhood but I really was scared that social services were going to take me away I don't know I think I'd overheard about it happening so I was just petrified of it all the time and be like well that's not going to (laughs) happen and there was so he so when her mum gets arrested um Marcus the older brother has just turned 18 and he insists that she stays with him and like that and then that is somehow agreed as the best outcome and I'm not saying that going into care is in any way better and I don't think the family should be split up but it's like fuck logically that you're an 18 year old boy who's also just lost his mum you've not got an op like 
you you're going to be alone you're going to be left alone now to try and bring up you and this little girl yeah. yourself and this little girl and then she does the same with trevor and it's just this horrible vicious cycle and it's like well what's fucking worth being torn apart having like your family devastated like that mm. or trying to survive because it's so much easier to keep one person alive than yourself and a child oh my god it just everywhere everywhere you turn there was just more stress yeah um, what was i gonna say there i'm anxious again <laughs> what i found inc- so impressive and again this is just because i'm the main character in all of my like thoughts oh yeah yeah <laughs> and all all situations revolve around me in my life that mm-hmm. and so maybe I shouldn't find that this is just what writing is but Leila <laughs> Motley not that background at all like did not no. it wasn't written from personal experience in the slightest sounds like she had quite a fucking fabulous upbringing and she absolutely <laughs> loves Oakland she still lives there uh, and she just saw this headline and thought oh I'm gonna give this character a story and by gum she does I couldn't I couldn't do that at 17 no me either I'd be like and, and, and his name is Paul Webb oops <laughs> yeah Wolpeb <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I thought that was really impressive especially when like compared to because the like the writing is incredible really beautiful but it's not it's there are elements of simplicity to it because mm. Kiara it, it hasn't had an education or much of one she's not like she's not worldly in any way and because it's in first person present it's very it is just like her sort of stream of consciousness at times some of it isn't that doesn't make that much sense or like it was hard to sometimes visualize what was going on in a scene um and yeah and then this author's note which I mean I don't know if this is like (laughs) but I think just because it Kiara felt so real like such Uh a real person and then when Leila Motley was writing this thing. Again, it's because I conflate the author and the main character too much, but she was yeah, just me like, too. Oh, yeah, thank you for this opportunity. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wait, so you're not some 17-year-old girl that's walked the streets. <laughs> yeah, you're not You're not Kiara. <laughs> like, wait, wait, sorry, what? That's not how you... Sorry. <laughs> Your favourite colour isn't blue. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. No, I don't. I really Crazy don't. Crazy talk. Right, should we do some quotes? I didn't actually highlight any. I did a couple, but I... It's the first time I've used the highlight function. So how do I find them? Well done. If you go to the top, there should be like what looks like a... No, I don't actually know what what it'll look like on yours. The top of what? Show me a Kindle. Uh, You show me your Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's quite the glare. (laughs) Oh, man. Is there like a... Oh, there. um... Is it like a little... Tab. Uh, of, try that. Uh, right, let's see. Come on. For God's sake. It looks perfectly fine on mine. Like my death. Just that bright light. You going, come on. <laughs> oh, come to the bright sake. light. I've got an A, a big A and a small A. I've got some little notes and highlights. Here we go. Yep, there we go. Let's see. At the beginning, they keep going to funerals. Of like mm-hmm. another black person who's been murdered or is dead. So she's with Ali. I, I, I really couldn't say that name in my head properly. Could you? I was just saying Ali. Ali, but because it's like. But Ali, it is Ali, Alejandra. Alejandra. And it's got a little accent, accent, accent on the top. <laughs> uh, and suddenly we're both Alejandra. giggling. 
and suddenly we're both giggling because she's right and we must have known this since we've never shown up to a funeral in anything but jeans and stained t-shirts except for when Ali's abuelo died two years ago and we wore his shirts ones that had yellowed from age and smelled only of cigarettes and clay from the deepest most fertile part of the ground no mortician ever interrogated the mourners apparel just like they don't stop and ask about no stab wounds I showed up to my own daddy's funeral in a neon pink tank top and nobody said a word just thought that was beautiful beautiful and then what else have I got oh I've lost it <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh yeah Alejandro. D- just miss the word out, yeah. so it's just talking about how our brother is trying to be the next Tupac and he's and he's like desperately trying to be cool and spit these like really fucking cool rhymes and she's listening to him and he's absolutely shite <laughs> and she says I can hear in the mess of his tongue are bitch and hoe and I want to tell <laughs> I'm just so white <laughs> it's literally like me trying to be Tupac I can hear in the mess of his tongue are bitch and hoe and I want to but this isn't supposed to be a funny quote and I want to tell him this room knows how he hurled into our toilet for two weeks after daddy died because his body cannot bear grief. So it was like, oh. he's desperately trying to be fucking 50 cent, but she knows that yeah. he was so, so grief stricken when his dad died that he was sick. And like, yeah, it talks about the, mo- the mother, oh, something awful bloody happens to the mom and how he witnessed oh. it. And oh. Yeah, my God. Just, my god i mean it's a, it's a somber book for a somber day yeah? <laughs> and i bet the queen has known such strife i know um, well apparently megan forster <laughs> to get into the, the sex work uh-huh, a little bit megan trafficked the queen Megan's I did. A pimp, you know yeah no i did know that just a john <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward, very much looking forward to the next thing that she writes. Mm. Like, really excited about that. I am very glad that reading that book is over, though. Yeah, and I'm very, very glad that it was probably 10% of the length of A Little Life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was about 260 pages or something. It was a short, short, long book. (laughs) Oh, yeah, before... um, I mean, this part in A Little Life, Jude Francis is still probably at the bloody monastery oh god francis <laughs> francis can fuck off jude uh, <laughs> jude st francis oh that's the one. Oh god now i blocked that out um and she's also a queer black woman which we love youngest ever booker nominee and she's a queer black woman so in cred get it and she's apparently written some essays or short stories or something about the queer black female experience which All right well she's showing off now i know Mm. I'll, I'll give them a miss <laughs> okay well thanks Leila Motley thank you very much Leila Motley for a gorgeous book so, so I've just been watching a lot of horror films recently me too have you uh-huh. been watching that came out this year so I watched Watcher I don't know that one it was, I think it came out in August, very rear window-esque. Ooh. Um, more psychological thrillery than like straight up horror, but petrifying all the same. Yeah. And would recommend. I'd give that probably 6.9 out of 10. Okay. 
And then last night I watched The Black Phone. What's you that? It? No. <gasps> so the bloke that directed Sinister did it. Oh, yeah. It's based on a story written by Stephen King's son. Oh. Um, and it's got Ethan Hawke in it as the villain. Is he in Sinister the- as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the premise is uh, there's a, a child snatcher who grabs kids, young boys, puts them in his basement and then um, essentially kills them. But in the basement and with the main character, who's a little boy called Finney, is this black phone and it's disconnected. But it rings and the people on the other end are the past victims and they're trying to help Finney out of the situation. Wow, that's an elevator pitch if I've ever heard one. It was vomit-inducing. There was a moment when I was genuinely thinking, I will never not be scared again in my life. Oh, my God. Like Is it, it really good? It was really good. In in like a Stephen King way, there was a lot of, like, not plot holes because like you just don't really need to explain stuff in horror do you because the point is that you're scared but fuck me was I scared mm. and the grabber is a magician who wears a mask he wears like variants of this mask and he was meant to be a clown initially and then they changed it and it was an uncanny resemblance to the Joker so that felt like it cheapened it because I was like well you know oh. kind of thing. but I would definitely give it a watch what would out of 10 7.8. Oh, maybe watch that tonight. Where is it streaming? Uh, Illegal.com. Oh, good illegal sites. <laughs> <laughs> have a look. Uh, I watched The Wailing. Oh. Korean. And mm-hmm. it's it's really long, which is not my thing usually. But I thought, you know what? I'll give it a go. I've Korean been, films love that. I have like a, uh, every few years I get back into like Asian horror so I'll watch Korean, the Korean cinema, hands down, is the best. I know that you've just said Asian horror, but Korean cinema, especially Korean horrors. Yeah, I do love Korean horrors. And it was really good. Again, more psychological than mm-hmm. te- like outright terrifying. But there's this one po- part where the one of the, this old man takes the form of the devil. And it's <gasps> nope. like a really <clears throat> realistic, like <clears throat> what you would think of as the sick. devil. And I was in the house on my own. And you know, yeah. in, my, in my flat house, the door to the... It's quite funny now that I think about it. But the door to the living room, there's above it, it's like a, a glass, glass panel. panel for, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it used to be the front door. And I was picturing the devils just appearing in that glass panel. <laughs> and then I started to freak myself out. And because I'd watched The Ring uh, oh, a God. couple of days before that, I was picturing <laughs> Badako. Just oh, my God. No, oh. no, 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 no. <sighs> yeah. But I bought The Ring, actually, the, ring the book. Because oh. it's based on a book and I've never yes. I've never really read anything like that, so I'm gonna read that. No, me either. Yeah, uh, let us know how that goes. Yeah, we'll do. What's happened since last time we spoke? Oh, I can tell you something something funny that is just so fucking something that would happen to you as well. So So it's not Queen or Serena related. Uh not directly. Okay. So me and my friend Kirsty at work are like the two show offs. So we like mm-hmm. to do staff awards at the end of the year and just make them like they're not real awards they're just all really stupid mm-hmm. and we think we are so funny like so funny we'll dedicate hours we went to the pub I went to a house one day like we wore, wore sparkly waistcoats like really got into it uh-huh. and I forget that not everybody's into that 
So we did the awards, went down a storm, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but there was a brat, there's a new guy at work. It was his first week. And we thought, oh, it'd be really funny if we put his face on the back of all of our cards. Yes, we have cards that we speak. And then we put him in the corner of every slide, just like as a tribute to him. Isn't that workplace bullying? No, it was like he was he was an award. Like we wanted him to be involved because we'd named everyone else. So it was just like a little joke. Oh, look, he's got like, a lifetime achievement award or whatever. Okay. Uh, and I think it went down well. But then someone else at work was like, oh, I asked, I asked, uh, oh, how did you think? What did you think of the awards? And he went, well, it was a bit much, wasn't it? <laughs> <gasps> you thought too much. <laughs> I am so shocked. I know. I mean, it was it was far too much for someone's first, basically first day. So I don't blame him. But you know, when you like, you suspect people think that about you, but now it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is my that is my worst fear when someone's like, yeah. oh, she needs to tone it down a bit. But it's like fucking fair play. Fair yeah. play. I sometimes, was on a spangly waistcoat with his face on the cards. I don't even know this kid. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. And then I went to Flight Club. Love Flight Club. Is that the darts place? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. shit. Well, that's why I've stopped going to these places. I grew up very much thinking that I was a child prodigy, that I was good at every sport, good at every subject, Me good too. at everything. And then now it's like if I go bowling it goes dreadfully really really badly for me darts when we went for michael's birthday again i don't think a single one of my darts even even grazed to that board just all of them are flying straight to the floor about <laughs> 60 centimeters in front of my feet what else am i shite at all stuff like that mini golf dreadful at that mini golf's hard it's really it's really hard everything yeah. i'm it <sighs> can't believe it led into a false sense of secures i was just laughing because my manager had a really funny technique where he could only throw them extremely hard and fast and it was just funny it was like really jerky anyway at the risk of shaming him he said mm-hmm. oh i spent 28 pounds at mcdonald's last night and i was like 28 pounds what did you get and he went i got let's get this right he was like he's welsh so i'll try and do a welsh accent no i won't he's like five chicken selects 12 spicy nuggets, mozzarella sticks, large chips, double cheeseburger, chocolate milkshake, and a McFlurry. And then he went, oh, and Diet Coke. And I was like, what do you mean? How did you, did you eat it all? He was like, yeah. And he's, <gasps> he's, I was like, where was your wife? And he was like, she was sitting next to me in a Happy Meal. <laughs> and he where was your wife? Like, why, why didn't she put a stop to that? <laughs> No, I just meant like when I'm ordering gluttonous amounts of food, it's usually when Michael's not there or something where it's like, you know, a treat. Yeah. But she oh, was right, fucking there with a happy meal bless her. But he ate some up. Oh my god, that's my dream order though, but I've never I've never been able to do it. Do you know what I mean? What all of that stuff? Not like not specifically, but I would just love to go to McDonald's and everything that I see that I want. Okay. Yeah. And then you don't get full. Well, he clearly didn't. Oh. Um that's a really funny line from a Cinderella story. Do you remember a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff? Yes, and Chad, and Chad Michael, Michael Murray. Murray. Mm. When Rhonda's taking that guy's order and he orders loads of food and then he goes, oh, and a, he goes, oh, and a Coke, make it diet. And she like gives him this look and he goes, I'm trying to watch my way. And she goes, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Love that from Rhonda. And I remember the first time I understood what that meant. And I was like, what's a bar? <laughs> 
Do you know what? I think objectively one of the funniest moments in a film ever is. When, oh my God, what's she called? Why can't I think of it? Bend and Snap from... Oh, Jesus. do love that. What's she called? Reese Not that bit, but... No, 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 no. Oh my God, the Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge goes, I'm still thinking of a Cinderella story. She goes, Sam, bring the salmon. <laughs> Is that not it? <laughs> no. Jennifer Coolidge oh. just won an Emmy for a new TV show that I really want to watch. But did you see her in White Lotus? Is that not what she won the Emmy for? It could well have been. Is it about a hotel? Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I haven't seen it. Is that Well, yeah, because she's an absolute tour de force in that. Is she? Oh, God, I want to watch it. You have to watch it. It's brilliant. It's sound. I love the sound of the premise. Anyway, the so funniest good. moment in film history is what in 13 going on 30 when <gasps> Jennifer Garner is sitting in the restaurant and she says, oh, there's some guy over there and he's really cute. And she's like, you should go for it. And then you think that she's going to go over to this man and it misdirects you and she goes over to a child. She's like, can I have the ketchup? I could not get over how funny that was. That is such a good film. That is such a good film. Hilarious. I'm going to watch that tonight after another horror. Oh, God, yeah. I'm thinking I want to watch that phone. The black phone. The black phone. Uh, yeah. Right. Should, we, should I tell you what we're reading next week? Yeah, because I actually have no idea. Well, I've only just decided, so I'll forgive you. Oh. You'll be happy to know that it's only like 240 pages. Okay. We are reading. I don't know how to say it. That's going to be a problem. I was going to look it up before. By Susanna Clark, winner of the Women's Prize for Fiction 2021. Piranesi. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Piranesi. Is that it? Yeah, Piranesi. Piranesi. Like yes. Piranesi. That sounds like Piranes. Like, was from Nando's. she the person that wrote Song of Achilles? I don't know. She's, it's, it's not a Dave. It's not a Dave. So she might well have. I think she might have been. She's got quotes on the front. Exquisite from David Mitchell. Random. Quite extraordinary from our friend Bernadine Evaristo. Oh. Uh, spellbinding. Oh, no, so, she wasn't. Sorry. The thing is, it's a, it's a fantasy. Yes. Which I don't, have we read a fantasy yet? No. I think we've read we a couple of sci-fis maybe, but we've never read a fantasy. So yeah, reading this one on recommendation. And I'll just read the blurb. Yep. Piranesi lives in the house with a capital H. Perhaps he always has. Oh my God, I just assumed it was a woman because it's a woman writer. That's terrible of me. Mm-hmm. Then messages begin to appear, scratched out in chalk on the pavements. There is someone <gasps> new in the house, but who are they and what do they want? No, Paul. Lost texts must be found. Secrets must be uncovered. The world that Piranesi thought he knew is becoming strange and dangerous. The beauty of the house is immeasurable. It's kindness infinite. Kindness? That's not where I thought that was going to go. Are you okay? No, that sense shivers on my scalp. <laughs> well that's that's the drink and uh, no that's not the drink that's the book is it not <laughs> the drink now uh-huh. <laughs> what because it sounds quite mystical and mm-hmm. magical i was googling mm-hmm. like mystical drinks but are we gonna have to get some dry ice in well it's up to you because what <laughs> i want you to do is just prepare a mystical drink and you can take whatever you want by that but I think I'm gonna like decorate the glass and stuff what a cop out <laughs> no 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 that's that no that's no that. come down with me babe. no <laughs> um 
no it's not a cop out because I looked and to be honest Sarah it's for your own good because it means that that if because if I was like buy this and this and this and this and mix them all together in this you can interpret it how you want you might just put some glitter on it you know what I mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so there's no chance that you can get it wrong so really I'm doing it for you well this is my second week in a row that I've got the drink right Paul I know so let's see if we can make it a hat trick Okay, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to read a what's that? What's that genre again? Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I particularly care for fantasy, so this will be a test. Did you read Circe by? Um, it's not really a fantasy. It was like a retelling of a Greek myth. Sir, sir. See, also, Song of Achilles was not by oh. Susanna Clark. Circe, the book was by. Oh, the same person that did Song of Achilles. Well, there we go. Full circle oh, moment. Oh, wow. Full sorry. Cersei moment. <laughs> that is a, yeah, more mythy than fantasy, but that was really good. I, I, did, I enjoyed it. And well, I enjoy stuff like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, so. This has one of these on the front, so. Oh, Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, but is it a fawn? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, The yeah, only, right. the fantasy thing that I love the most is Pan's Labyrinth. Wow. No, I don't like that film. Oh, God, that's one of my favourite films ever. Um, I, f- I forgot to ask you something, just because you yeah. said that Ethan Hawke's in Sinister and he's in the Black Phone, so he might be, like, the muse of this director. Who mm-hmm. would be your muse? Except me. I was going to say me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think they'd have to be undiscovered. I'd have to discover them, because... I couldn't have them already doing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it went wrong, but they were just a bit shy. You know who I think my muse could be? Serena Williams? No, she's my hero. My (laughs) muse could be Kirsten Dunst. You fucking love Kirsten Dunst, don't you? I love her. I think she's so underrated. She irritates me to uh, no end. To no end. Why? I don't know. And what I'm thinking of right now is I used to get Bring It On every week from the DVD rental store at the end of my street. Uh-huh. So much so that the guy just gave it to me because he was like, you have bought this DVD like for its retail <laughs> price about five times now. So just you can have it. I'll just get a different one. You have it. And then when he gave it me, I started to rent Bring It On again. <laughs> so why, does she know you in that? Because she's brushing her teeth in this scene with a love interest yeah and I just hated it I hated it so much I loved all of the film and I can still recite all of the cheers but just that scene and they're like both taking it in turns to spit not uh-huh. one of them gets any toothpaste down the side of the mouth it's all very contained they're yeah. all so pretty and just and I was like no you actually know exactly what you mean I'm quite a filthy toothbrusher like, but me too, I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't even step away from the sink. Like, you know how people no, I have to lean and over. do it in at the school to It's just like <laughs> mountains of just gunk falling out my face. I, don't I also have to do it do naked it. because it goes everywhere. It goes everywhere. Literally the first time that I did it dressed, like for the first time in years, was on Saturday <laughs> when we were leaving really early to get to the train station. Black t-shirt on, toothbrush in mouth straight away, toothbrush is down. It hadn't even touched my teeth yet and it was already. <laughs> I just can't do it in, a, in an attractive way at all. <laughs> do you remember when there was that time when I was staying at yours? 
And we were both really hungover. And I was brushing my teeth in the toilet. And every time I brushed my tongue, I go, hey. And in the living room going, hey. I can't. I came back in and I was like, oh my God, Paul, I've just gagged about six times. You're like, I'm excited. Every single time. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was traumatic. <laughs> oh god. You're such a gaga. Oh, I am. I really am. <laughs> I was once at, again, another really embarrassing story where I misread the situation and get too drunk. I said, my Holly Molly Mosquito. Holly Molly Michaela smells. Um, family friends house so parents friends with their kids and then they had one of those vr headsets and they put it on me and i was hammered and in this in this real alternate reality thing i was on a, i was on a i was walking the plank that was coming off the edge of like a 200 story building and it was just a city everywhere and you have to try and walk down this plank and then directly in front of you drops an arachnid bigger than like Aragog or something and I fell to the plank which was the floor and started gagging just in the middle of this really posh fancy living room with people that I'd only met again about two hours previously and they had to rip the headset off me they were like oh my god are you okay and I was like clearly fucking not what were you gagging at just all of it the height the spider the immersive quality how real it all felt and then I think God. I nutted, well, bashed my knee on their marble fireplace <laughs> just to add insult to injury. Oh, bless. Oh, that's hilarious. You can't take me anywhere. Really can't. Um, right, well, we've, we've fucked the format up this week, haven't we? Because <laughs> <I thought> you... <laughs> well, we've just had a massive long chat after the book, but uh, I think that's uh, well. keeping the listeners on our toes. Speaking of keeping the listeners on our toes, people yeah. want to know who Jack is. On our toes or their toes? <laughs> Oh, and their toes. Get off my toes. <laughs> um, Hang on. What yeah. does that mean? I only just had a revelation. Tip-toe-y. Yeah, that's like what you've I thought. Got to be like ready for action at any point, ready to set yeah. up a sprint. I've um, only just, it's really obvious, but you know the phrase, oh, you clean up well, or you scrub up well. Yeah. I'm guessing it's like if you get an antique and then you like read it, like clean it and make it, and then it's still nice. So, like, once uh-huh. you've cleaned yourself and made yourself look good, you clean up well. I've never yeah. thought about what that means. <laughs> I think that is the most... Do you know what I had a realisation of about two hours ago? What? Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Which is wow. ironic. Isn't it? That's yeah. gaslighty. <laughs> yeah, really, really gaslighty. Um, yeah, who's Jack? Jack's my pal. I mean, I know who he who is, but just for the Now listeners. lives in my flat. <laughs> And is therefore the unofficial third member of Reading for Attention, the podcast. I actually made him a Dr. Pepper soda, soda, fuck, what are they called? Soda? Soda stream. No, cream soda, Dr. Pepper cream soda and vodka. Because like I say, I got the last root beer with Uh... mold on it. But I don't know actually where he's gone to. (laughs) Jack! (laughs) Oh, imagine if that door opened and the devil was there. Or the man with the mask, or oh, the grabber. In those situations, every, when Finney's trying to get out of this basement, I'm, I'd just be looking for the quickest way to kill myself. I know that's not 
Did you head off the wall? The point. It was. I remember once going to watch Dunkirk with my cousin, and you know the opening scene of Dunkirk when they're running towards the beach, and there's just shells being dropped everywhere, and mm. people shooting at them from the sky. They've got their own rifles on the backs. So my cousin just learned over, and she went, "I just shoot myself in the head." <laughs> Totally. Like me too. And imagine that Christopher Nolan film over in three minutes. <laughs> oh, that would be fucking welcome with his fucking long films. Right. Yeah. Susanna Clark, Piranesi, next week, Pyrenees. And <laughs> you can send us thoughts and questions to readingforattention at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, the gram, at readingforattention. Or oh, you can follow us in person. Paul's address is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, final thing. <laughs> I'm doing a school talk. Uh, I don't know when it is. It might be next week, week after, at Daisy Edgar Jones's old school. Holy shit. And Judge Rinder and Michael McIntyre. See, this is, we were doomed to fail from the get go because we should have gone to one of these notable alumni schools. Mm-hmm. But it's state <sighs> school, so I don't know how they've managed that. But anyway, uh, fabulous. Okay, well, I'll see you next week for some Nando's and. <laughs> I hope, you, I hope you don't get grabbed in the night. Oh, ring, ring. And then Meghan Markle's just there grabbing you. I would quite enjoy that. Me too. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. I love okay, you. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>